Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay, Atlanta's new standard in payroll. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we couldn't be sharing these important stories. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have Maurice Contreras with Volcanica Coffee. Welcome, Maurice. Good afternoon. How are you? I am doing great. Uh, before we get too far into things, tell us about Volc- Volcanica Coffee. How are you serving, folks? Great. Uh, so we are a uh, specialty coffee roaster. Uh, we're based right outside of Atlanta. Uh, we carry over 150 coffees. And... Uh, uh, primarily, we're a direct-to-consumer uh, business, B2C, and um, we uh, um, ship all over the world, and we carry uh, 150 coffees, a uh, big focus on specialty coffees, of, uh, especially of the premium varieties. Um, we uh, carry decaf flavored coffees, pea berry, estate coffees, uh, and a, a lot of uh, uh, different exotic type of coffees. So what's your backstory? How'd you get involved in coffee? Yeah, so uh, I have a marketing background. Um, uh, pri- uh, primarily my uh, degree, or not my, my degree was in finance, but uh, uh, I was in the uh, uh, marketing side of the business working for uh, wireless uh, telecommunication companies. Started out with, um, actually I played them all. I started out with Verizon, then I um, was uh, a part of TrackPhone Wireless when it was launched uh, as a startup and uh, then uh, uh, moved over to AT&T. And I started Volcanica Coffee as a side hustle when I was with um, uh, TrackFund Wireless uh, 17 years ago. And then, so what was the vision back then, 17 years ago? Yeah, so it was interesting. So I, I, I you know, I, I, I uh, after realizing I had some marketing talents, I thought I uh, would put them to use, to, uh, you know, just to, to my own benefit. And uh, it actually started out somewhat like a little hobby, a little curiosity to say, hey, gee whiz, what if I started a, a, a brand? Um, you know, where would it go? What could it be? And um, I'm from Costa Rica. And um, we, uh, when my kids were younger, we would go to Costa Rica almost every year. And on one of the trips, it was in 2004, um, we uh, did some coffee tours and, you know, we're up and, you know, just doing all different types of excursions. And, um, you know, on the way back, I was sitting at the airport and I turned to my wife and I said, you know what, I think we could uh, import some of this great tasting Costa Rican coffee and uh, uh, bring it to uh, U.S. consumers. And um, I d- wrote out the business plan on the air flight back home and uh, just got some started getting, got started, right? And just like that. So, um, so the vision was, I'm going to take some coffee from my homeland in Costa Rica and then put your own brand and your own jazz hands to your brand and just put it out there and to see if anybody bites. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and it was kind of like a curiosity thing, but it was also kind of like a, Hey, I always wanted to create, you know, my own, start my own business. My dad was a civil engineer and he, you know, he had his own business and he always, you know, suggested and recommended to me that, hey, Maurice, you know, if you want to get ahead, you know, you should start your own business. And he was right. 
And, um, you know, so, so, so the thought was, you know, as I started to develop the brand and flushing out the name and all that, then I, you know, I came up with the name Volcanica Coffee. And that really was the vision of the coffees that uh, we, we, we started with um, and, and still mostly have are coffees from the volcanic regions, because most coffees um, come from that uh, temperate zone where um, volcanoes tend to be. And, um, you know, and, and they also happen to be the best tasting coffees um, because they're high up in the mountains. Um, they're, they're, they're fed by the, the cool um, breezes and, and, and the clouds up in the air and, and just really produce great tasting coffee. So now, uh, so it started out with one kind of uh, flavor, one brand of Volcanica, and then it, it's evolved into uh, what hundreds now of different kind of choices when it comes to coffee. Yeah. So, um, um, so we started out with 150. Um, excuse me. We started out with four coffees, you know, right out of the gate. Um, yeah, two of them were from Costa Rica, and then. Uh, we're importing um, Jamaica Blue Mountain coffee and also Kona coffee. The focus was just on the best coffees in, you know, or what was, you know, thought and believed to be the best tasting coffees uh, in the world. And that's how we started out. And now we have 150 different coffees. And then, uh, so now at some point it becomes, are you doing roasting or are you just kind of reselling and you're kind of an e-commerce site for coffee? Yeah, so that so that's a great question. So um, originally it was uh, it, it was really bootstrapping. It was importing roasted coffee from uh, f- from coffee roasters in in the location. I was uh, Costa Rica, Jamaica, and Kona. They would roast the coffee, ship it to us, and then we would turn around and uh, resell it. So we did that for a couple of years, uh, and then we started after we started getting some traction. It uh, the business uh, w- was being run out of our garage and uh, it actually got too big for us. And um, then we moved to a co-packer um, and uh, they uh, 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 allowed us to uh, broaden our, our selections. And uh, after several years, then we uh, decided just to bring everything, all the production in-house because we also wanted to improve the quality, you know, and just control the whole customer experience. Um, and so now we have a, uh, 12,500 square foot roasting facility here outside of Atlanta. So now you're roasting and then you're repackaging it into a variety of different brands that are all part of kind of the Volcanica family. Well, it's actually one brand it's Volcanica coffee, but we have different varieties of coffee. You know, so for example, we have a large selection of coffees from Latin America, Indonesia, and Africa for, you know, as an example. And then, um, so this is direct to consumer so that anybody anywhere can order whatever they want from you. That's right. Yeah. It's on our website. And, uh, we also have a, a, a fairly decent presence on Amazon. And then are you also kind of can shops order and then like sell it as retail? Yeah. Yeah. So we do have a, a growing a wholesale base of, of, of coffee shops, paste, uh, bakery shops and different other, uh, wholesalers. Um, and we, we also have a pretty good international business as well. So now it's expanded quite a bit. And recently you were, uh, kind of named to the Inc 5,000. That's right. Yeah. Uh, two weeks ago, the Inc 5,000 list came out and we are uh, five number 514 of, uh, one of the, uh, uh, fastest growing private companies in the United States. 
So that must be a dream come true for you and your family. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a, it was a surprise, but it was a goal that we set out three years ago, actually. Um, you know, once I realized what the Inc 5000 list was and how to get on it. And that actually was a goal that I, I set back in July, three years ago uh, for us to do that. Uh, and sure enough, um, you know, we did it. Yeah. It's we're, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're really tickled over it. And um, just, you know, just, you know, doing a lot of high fives. We had a big celebration with our team. And your team is your family. Plus now you have, uh, you're growing and have uh, more employees, right? It's no longer out of the garage. You got this big warehouse, big roasting uh, area. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. So um, um, for the longest time, it was just me. Then I started, uh, you know, I hired some virtual employees that were handling different aspects of marketing for us. Um, and then uh, my uh, son came, to, you know, he, my son was very talented in uh, marketing and, and uh, he, he came aboard. He was kind of like my first official employee. And he, um, he, along with my wife, kind of like talked me into, hey, dad, you know, we could, you know, d- bring our roasting operations in house and, uh, and, uh, you know, be more profitable and control our, uh, our, 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 our quality. And, uh, sure enough, uh, you know, that's what we ended up doing. So then, uh, uh, soon after, um, my wife came aboard and she's our, uh, vice president in charge of fulfillment. And my daughter, um, is also now with us and she's our, uh, director of operations. She's, we also, uh, are calling her our coffee connoisseur. So now, um, as the as the business kind of expands and grows, and uh, and the growth is real, do you have any advice for folks um, who are about to take on a, a venture like yours that started as a side hustle? It was you know you kind of dipped your toe in the water, but at some point you decided to kind of lean into it and really um, invest time, energy, and resources to see how far it could go. And you picked a crowded area. Obviously, uh, there's a lot of people in that space. But that didn't stop you. Fear didn't stop you from going boldly forward. But do you have any advice for folks out there who are kind of doing the same thing, dabbling with a side hustle that has some promise? Yeah. Um, so first of all, it's a lot of work. It does. Success does not come overnight. And I knew that from the beginning, you know, and that actually was, you know, that was part of our original business plan is to do the different steps that I, I, I kind of outlined to you. And then eventually, you know, build our own roasting shop uh, or, or, or build our own coffee plant. Um, it, it's, it just took a lot of commitment, a lot of work, um, you know, because I had a full-time job. Um, I, I, I made really good money, you know, um, I was, I was a regional director as my last role here with AT&T and, um, you know, I did not want to neglect any of that, you know, and I also had a small family. So it was, it was also like, in, it was managed growth, you know, in the first few years, I knew that I could really grow the business, you know, and, and, and expand it faster than it was, but I didn't have the time. So it was kind of like a managed growth. Um, you know, I would get up one hour before I had to go to work and I spent one hour working on the website or working on the business. Um, at lunch, you know, I would, I would, you know, peek at my emails and, and, and get some work done when I would get home, I'd have, you know, eat dinner, put the kids in bed back on the computer, working another hour or two. And that was my routine for the, for the longest time. Um, you know, and it was just 
little by little, little by little, it just kept growing and kept growing. So now um, when you were starting out, was the challenge kind of getting new customers? Was the challenge kind of maintaining the quality of the product? Uh, like where were the biggest headaches for you or, or were there different headaches at different times? Yeah, different headaches at different times. So at the beginning, um, uh, it was learning how to build a website. And, and I'll tell you, that was, that, that was the day back in 2004. That was before Shopify, before big commerce, before some of the easy to, to create websites were available. Um, it basically was required me to go learn HTML and CSS and Dreamweaver. If, if those are all like terms that some of you all don't know, but the, the, those were the nuts and bolts of, of uh, a website back, uh, back 17 years ago. Um, so I uh, went to the library, rented books, you know, and, and just studied and just learned how to code uh, HTML. And then at the same time, knowing how, you know, to your point that you asked me about, you know, driving traffic, it wasn't just building a website and hoping people would come. It was building a website from the ground up that people would find you easily. And, and so I really spent a lot of time learning SEO, search engine optimization at the time. You know, how do I, you know, build a page that people are going to start finding, you know, but through searches, um, you know, that, that was, that was the, 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 the key part, right. At the beginning of that. And then of course, you know, finding sources and, you know, and, and, and a little bit on the, uh, on the uh, fulfillment of orders. Now, did something happen or did you have kind of big aha moments or big monumental um, events that happened that really took you to new levels? Or was this just kind of organic, gradual, just keep grinding every day, get a little better every day, and, and then you get to the promised land eventually kind of work? Yeah, it was, it was just, it, 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 was, it was your first one that you said. It was just little by little, just grinding every day. Um, you know, we had a couple little milestones, like for example, and, you know, I was trying to do PR and, and promote that. And then all of a sudden food and wine magazine back in 2006, it was, um, had one of our coffees and wrote us up and, you know, a little blurb in the magazine, but I, you know, we got some, that was our first really big PR hit. And then, you know, then we realized, Hey, you know, our coffee really is good. So it says food and wine magazine, you know, we must be doing something pretty good. Let's, let's continue to expand on this. And then, uh, but the bottom line though, is just, it's one of those kind of 17 years to be an overnight success, you know, getting 1% better every day just keeps compounding. And then all of a sudden you're become almost unstoppable. Exactly. It's, it, it's the snowball effect. And, you know, it, you know, we, we, we had different snowball moments and, um, and like, for example, one of them was when, you know, once we opened up our, uh, our, our coffee plant, um, we really focused on improving the quality, really focused on, you know, shipping orders out to customers immediately, really focused on minimizing errors. Or, and, and, and uh, you know, so one of the things that we do is our goal is to ship all orders within one business day. Um, and, and quality is really important. So having fresh roasted coffee that can arrive into a customer's hands within a few days is key. Um, and uh, it's hard. It really is hard. Um, but, uh, but customers get delighted on, you know, when, you know, that, that that's how we operate. 
So that attention to customer service, the kind of surprise and delight, like you guys sell 16 ounce rather than 12 ounce, you know, give the customer a little bit more. Um, you know, some of these things that are just, it sounds like common sense, but uh, not a lot of people maybe do them as well as you guys. Yeah, it's true. And, and, and early on, um, I, um, I read the book um, by um, uh, Schultz from Starbucks, who was the founder of Starbucks. You know, and it was really interesting just learning from somebody who, who made it. You know, and he was like that Starbucks is what we call the second wave of coffee, where they really improved the level of, 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 of the flavor of coffee here in the States. We are known as the third wave of coffee, which is more specialty. But um, what, from the book that I gathered, it was, it was kind of amazing is that for the longest time, Starbucks never advertised. I, you know, it surprised the heck out of me. They, they only started advertising when they started into the grocery and they're promoting. But as far as their coffee shops, they didn't advertise at all back in, back in those days. And it really was, was because they provided community. They provided really good coffee. They provided convenience. And that's why people came to them, not because they were spending, you know, tens of millions of dollars on advertising. You know, that really was the key. You know, I, I, I realized, hey, if you focused on quality, you get good customers reviews and they keep on coming back it starts to snowball so now um giving back to the community is an important component of your work and i know that one percent of all your sales are donated to a charity that provides um clean water can you talk about how that came about yeah um so uh charity water is uh is an organization and that's their name charity water um they uh, uh build a water infrastructure um, in impoverished communities around the world, uh, mostly third world countries, you know, well, they'll go in, you know, and, 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 you know, we take water for granted, but there's small villages in Nigeria or Guatemala or Ethiopia, and, and they really have to hike miles just to go get, you know, barrels of water and they put it on their shoulders and hike back to the house. And so what Charity Water is goes into these towns They'll drill a well, they'll build the, the whole infrastructure and, uh, and, and, and basically bring clean drinking water to these, to these homes. And so, you know, um, I never heard of them before. The, uh, the, the, the founder of the organization came to our church uh, one Sunday and he, 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 he laid out the vision of what he was doing. And it already was a successful company. And the, the beautiful part about one of the beautiful parts about that I liked is that 100% of the donations go directly to the projects because they have somebody else that's funding the whole administration of it. So, um, you know, we, we, just, we just decided, you know what, we're going to give 1% of our sales uh, from our website uh, to this organization, you know, to, to and, and a lot of these, the other thing is that charity water happens to be in a lot of the, the countries where we import coffee from. So it made a lot of sense. Good stuff. Well, congratulations on all the success. It's really an amazing story. You should be so proud of yourself. It just, uh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate it. It's, it, 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 it's, it's it's been a fun ride and, and we know we got a lot more to go as well. So if somebody wants to learn more, um, get a hold of your coffee, what's the website? Yeah, it's uh, www.volcanicacoffee.com and I'll spell it. It's V O L 
C-A-N-I-C-A coffee.com. So Volcanica is just like the word volcanic. Just add an A at the end of it. Volcanicacoffee.com. And then, of course, we're also on Amazon as well. So they can search Volcanica Coffee on Amazon as well? That's right. Yep. Yep. And then your, a lot of your coffee is, you can subscribe to it, right? And get it regularly shipped to you? Yeah. So we, uh, we have a subscription program um, where um, uh, when you uh, subscribe, you get 10% off your coffees. Um, and uh, you can set it up as, you know, whether you want to see it every week, every four weeks, every six weeks, how many coffees, size. And of course, we offer all different types of grind type. Most of our customers order whole bean. But we also offer, you know, everything from espresso grind, drip grind, you know, and, and, and it moves on. All right. Well, thanks again for sharing your story and congratulations on all the success. You're doing such important work and we appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio.